Hey there, this is Heather Campus, and welcome back to another episode of After the Gold Rush, our podcast celebrating Nevada County both historically and culturally. Thanks for stopping by. Well, we've got an early spring here in Nevada County. My apricot tree is in full bloom, and so are the allergies. We'd like to give a shout out to the sunroom in Nevada City. We both got some body work done there recently that really has helped us out a lot. In today's episode, we will be exploring Nevada County's vibrant and seemingly timeless music scene. During the Gold Rush era, Nevada County was made up of several small towns that were built around the major mining areas. In addition to Nevada City and Grass Valley, there were Bloomfield, Washington, San Juan, Coyoteville, Ubet, and Rough and Ready, to name a few. Each of these small town populations had its own band or musical group that would perform at dances and celebrations. And it seems that the area today continues this tradition. The per capita population of Nevada County has its fair share of musicians. We're going to be stopping by the popular Crazy Horse Saloon in Nevada City, and we're also going to get a chance to talk to my own husband, Gary, about his history here as a musician in Nevada County. This beautiful, full moon hippie mama queen is dancing. Or should I say floating her way through the audience to present herself to the stage front. She is becoming one with her shiny foil-like leotard and has had her eyes closed for a long, long time. Her hand is resting over her heart and with a blissed out smile pasted across her face, she sways to the band's jammy tune. It is snowing lightly outside on Commercial Street and I can't help but wonder if she actually changed in the public bathroom for her dancing debut or if she walked into this establishment that way. I glance at the face of my husband sitting behind his drum kit with the bright kaleidoscope mandalas shifting on the screen behind him. He smiles at me and then the band breaks into a glorious version of Althea. I love watching him play, his art creating this driving stomp of dancing community. Here at the Crazy Horse Saloon in Nevada City, California, time seems impervious. The muted Turkish pendant lights swing high above the heads of this resilient and variable crowd. The 150-year-old wood on this dance floor does not spare an inch, and the vibe is filled to the rafters. The 70-year-old cannabis farming couple who left the ridge tonight to dance to these time-honored refrains. The real estate agent and the cardiologist, the 22-year-old Bob Ross lookalike in lime green cord overalls, is crowing after every song. 
20 pounds of dreadlocks, sit atop heads, some tied up in dreaded and beaded hair bows or wrapped in yoke-colored muslin. And the costumes prevail. Floor-length crazy quilt coats meet gold glitter and vase paint, fresh-cut red rose flower crowns, hand-crafted fox masks, pricey antique cowboy boots, and hats stuck with peacock feathers. And of course, a dazzling rainbow of tie-dye. And I wonder, who started this dress-up culture at these shows? The Crazy Horse. It's a cozy haunt loved by its local music enthusiasts of a certain genre and has a history that begins in 1862 when Nevada City was the epicenter of the California Gold Rush. Fast forward to 1965, Ray DeLugie bought the 19th century wooden building and fulfilled its current destiny as an eclectic watering hole called Chief Crazy Horse Inn and Trading Post Tavern. Now, town lore says that Ray had spontaneously hopped on a horse to ride in a local parade down Broad Street while donning ceremonial Native American attire. He was coined Chief Crazy Horse, and the name quickly aligned with the establishment's identity. Like Nevada City itself, the Crazy Horse has always attracted diverse individuals. Anyone who frequented the saloon from the 1960s to now tends to reminisce wistfully and with a mischievous smile of the times that they have experienced here. Good humor, progressive ideals, and musically induced euphoria are continually flowing through these vintage wooden walls. The Crazy Horse is located a half a block away from the border of what used to be a booming Chinatown. And sadly, the whole neighborhood was destroyed multiple times by fire between the years of 1850 and 1880. Thus, the first existing records of this building are from 1885, when it was the J.J. Jackson's Grocery Store. He was the mayor of Nevada City at the time and quite an eccentric character as the stories go. The folding antique iron doors of the Crazy Horse Saloon are the sole relics to this building's origins. However, the spirit of this place transmits a palpable reverence to all that came before. The vintage wild, wild west meets an all-inclusive attitude. The band Beyond Description is wrapping up its hearty undertaking of Althea. Having sufficiently rocked the deep gold mining tunnels that still exist under this dance floor, Johnny Mojo briefly makes eye contact with Gary behind the drums, conveying a message regarding timing and tune selection. And with a tip of his chin, the band rips open full steam ahead drum solo leading into right outside the lazy gate of winter's summer home.
we are here in our home studio, and I'm excited to introduce you all to my husband. Gary Campus is here to share with us today a little bit about his music career in Nevada County, both past and present, and his times playing at the Crazy Horse in Nevada City. So welcome, Gary. We're happy that you've stopped in today. Hi, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> this is very different for us. So I was wondering if you could start off by telling us a little bit about your move out here to Nevada County from the East Coast. Well, I was from Connecticut, and I was a year out of high school, and I had played in a band in high school with a friend that had moved to L.A., and he invited me to come out and play music. So I packed my drums in the trunk of my car with all my belongings inside my drums, and I drove on my way to where I thought was going to L.A. I took a detour to visit my sister in Chico, hmm. and on my way to Chico, I came through Nevada County and stopped in Nevada City and Rough and Ready in Grass Valley, and then headed on to Chico. So it's. I think it's so interesting that you didn't even know about Nevada City or Nevada County, and it was just sort of you passed through, and something about it really kind of drew you back in. I, you know, makes me wonder about what it is. What do you think it is about this area that acts as sort of a magnet um, for attracting musicians and other artists? Well, I think a big part of it is the Uber River. Yeah. And, and the beautiful surroundings, uh, eclectic in all the different kinds of music that was played in the area, and people were fairly liberal and accepting of all the differences. Yeah. And it was a very welcome place to come and do, to perform, and supportive and, and uh, appreciative of unique, you know, each person's unique uh, offering that they had. Yeah. I got an email this morning from Rob Holland that's talking a lot about how the two of you used to play at the Crazy Horse, and I think specifically one of your first times playing there, so I wanted to hear your side of it. Well, uh, I don't remember the first time, I don't remember who I played with the first time, but I know that I was underage at the time, Yeah. so I had to sneak into the bar, and I know Rob Holland was playing with a group, um, the Mighty Dread, I think they were called, a reggae yeah. band. Bob Mora, a local musician that's still in the area, was playing. Um, and I talked to him and let me sit in and play. And uh, got to know those guys. And, you know, as the years went on, we played music together in many, many different arrangements and are still friends of mine. It's just amazing the group of people that I met the first week, the first day that I came to work, I met four musicians. So I, I want to read this email that I got from Rob Holland this morning, and it says that um, he has a great story when he was playing reggae at the Crazy Horse in 1980 with the local band, and it was so full that people spilled out into the street dancing. And the cops came, and they thought they were going to be being shut down, but instead they ended up blocking off the street, and it became Nevada City's very first street dance, and that the feeling between us and the police changed a lot that day. 
And then he goes on to say that it was the Nevada City Band called Mighty Dread that was led by Bob Mora, who now leads the Third Degree Blues Band, which he currently plays in, and that he's been playing music here since 1975, and that he kind of came and went over about a 20-year span, but always ended up back here. Well, that was the weekend, the first weekend that I came to Nevada County and partied. That was that was the the band that was playing, and probably the same night that Rob is talking about, where yeah. they closed the streets. And uh, years later, Rob and I reconnected. Rob did move away for many years, yeah. and, and we reconnected, and then a whole different part of my musical life with Alistair Frazier. Yeah. And Rob and I taught percussion at Alistair Frazier's fiddle camps. Which is still, it happens every spring here in the Sierras. Um, that's a wonderful camp for anyone interested in exploring Scottish music, uh, traditional music, and fiddling. That's a that's a wonderful program. That yet another one of our gifts here in in the Nevada County area. Um, what are the benefits of having such a dense population of artists in this small rural town? Well, I think it's knowing that everyone's pretty accepting and encur- encourages you know artists to to do what they love live their life the way they want to live it, give everyone a lot of support, different kinds of music that they that they love. The diversity in the music here is amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really is. It's such a thriving arts community with places like the Miner's Foundry and, of course, Alistair Frazier's Fiddle Camp and the KVMR radio station. Well, yeah. I, the KVMR, the other thing that happened the first week is KVMR was having a, a monthly meeting. Yeah. And I thought I would go there and meet some musicians. So I sat there and listened to them talking about all their business issues. And uh, Miguel Graham was there. Uh-huh. And he's still, you know, a very prominent local musician. And at the end of the meeting, uh, I raised my hand and said, well, I'm here because I'm just trying to find some musicians who want to play music. And then there was another guy, Larry Cooper, who was happened to be sitting there, and he stood up and said, "Hey, well, I have a bus, and I have all the all the instruments set up in my bus. Let's go play." So we left the meeting and went out and played music till three in the morning in Larry Cooper's <laughs> bus. He had a bus outfitted for a band. Yeah, yeah, he he remodeled the bus. It was a uh, opened up like a big clamshell with a huge stage all mounted inside and he traveled around and opened up his bus and played concerts and <laughs> so I, I I played with Larry off and on for many many years and he was one of the electric he was on the construction job the first day I moved here he was an electrician on the job that's hysterical um okay so what is your wish for the future of music in Nevada County my wish is that it doesn't change. Really? That, well, that it, it. Well, I mean, it's ever changing. That's what I mean. Is that the pattern that it's had for the years that I've been here has been so diverse and so, so many things that there's always young, young bands coming up. You know, uh, I played for years with a band called the Deadbeats, who playing Grateful Dead music, and then the guitar player Tom Menig, his daughter Alila got very popular um, and started touring in Europe and Tom went and toured with his daughter Alila and then uh, there was a band Golden Shoulders that were very popular up and coming band now I always considered them kids but now they're probably in their 40s <laughs> but uh, and um, then with Alistair Frazier's 
uh, influence. There were many, many young up-and-coming artists that have gone on to be touring world-class well, musicians. Including his son, Galen. Who's, yeah. Yeah. And so it's... Uh, but like I said, I mean, my wish is that it continues to to be as diverse and as exciting as it has been all the years that I have been here. Yeah. With all the children that have been raised in this community learning how to play and the support and the, the respect for the arts, I, I think we're probably going to be able to ex- experience that for sure. Well, I think also, I know you, you are um, focusing on the Crazy Horse. It's been a great music club. Yeah. Um, currently, I'd say it's probably the best incarnation of the Crazy Horse that I've experienced in the 40-some-odd years I've been here. And who's currently running and managing that? Well, Tyler Blue is booking the music. Mm-hmm. And Tara and Kate, two women who actually remodeled the bar yeah, and did the work themselves. They worked on it for a year and a half. Yeah. And they opened up, um, they're serving great food, and now Tyler is bringing in touring artists from all over the country, and it's really become quite a special music venue. I would agree, yeah. I think that's, and, it, and you definitely can feel it when you're there, for sure. Well, thanks, Gary. I really appreciate you coming in and talking with us and sharing all these great stories. I have one quick question to close out with, and that is... <laughs> What is the number of wizards you think live in Nevada County, and do you believe they know you by name? Well, if they're wizards, <laughs> they must know my name, because <laughs> wizards know everything. And what would your what would your guess would be for the amount? Well, I think I probably know at least a handful of wizards okay. in Nevada County. Wow. All right. Well, on that note, thank you so much for coming in, and... Uh, Can't wait to see you play again at the Crazy Horse real soon. Thank you. (laughs) I think you should go check out the Crazy Horse Inn for yourself. It's located at 230 Commercial Street in Nevada City, California. Their website is crazyhorsenc.com. And you can tell them that you heard about them at After the Gold Rush. If you have any questions or comments, or you would like to contribute or be a part of future episodes of After the Gold Rush, you can reach me, Heather Campus, at gmail.com. And please don't forget to like or follow us at either Spotify or Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from. Please come back next week when we welcome Marnie Marshall from the Downtown Grass Valley Association. So see you next time here at After the Gold Rush.